but I just wanted to create a space where women felt like they could get together and just be authentic mm-hmm. about health, about life, about relationships, about their relationship with God, all yeah. of the above. Yeah. And I feel like that's what motivate her is. Hello, and my name is Lynette Caldwell. I am your host and creator of Her Real Life, the podcast about her, you, and me. The sounds you will experience are collections of my unfiltered thoughts, conversations, and views from people I've encountered or other cool people will all want to know a little better. This is basically my way of showing how we as women live very similar lives and have very similar experiences, spoken and unspoken. We just live those lives in different hoods on different streets. What you are about to hear is her real life. So today on the show, I have the pleasure of introducing a lady that I met maybe, maybe seven, eight months ago. Um, We met through a program like literally that has changed my life. I've already had her husband on as one of our guests, but today I'm introducing to some and presenting to others, the wonderful Ariel Jones. Ariel, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm excited about today because not only did we meet through Motivate Her, which we're going to get all into a little bit later, but you have so many other dimensions to yourself because you are a mother, you are um, a professional you are a person that has such perseverance because of your story through your health, um, just making yourself better, health, more healthy. And then you also, Ariel leads, um, there's been a couple Bible studies that I've done with Ariel and a group of other wonderful ladies. So that right there in itself, like it just speaks so much about who she is, but she tries. Okay. She tries to be super super low-key and quiet and shy and she is none of those things none of those things no but she loves to be like she's like the perfect person to catapult someone to their destiny I feel like that's the only that's the best way I know how to explain you Ariel because you're so powerful you are you're powerful So I feel like, you know, when you jump on a trampoline and the trampoline obviously has to be super strong because it doesn't matter what the weight of uh, whatever the thing is on top of it, doesn't matter how light, how heavy, but it stands there sturdy and it literally bounces you. So whatever energy that comes into it, it pops it back out. So I feel like, like that's how you are. Like you're super strong. You, you low key, like I said, but you get things done. So that's how well, we're connected. I'm so thankful that you look at me like that. That's awesome. Yes. You know, as women, we we are so hard on ourselves, and I, I definitely don't see that at all. <laughs> well, you should because you're you're involved in so many different things, and I've learned that. Like the more that we we speak, and the more that I see you, and the more the more things that we have going on, I'm just learning that you really are able to do lots of things like many women and you don't have to be loud and in the front to make it work. So I'm just excited and I'm glad that we've kept this connection. Um, we have another fun fact. We have actually never met in person, but never. we've seen each other on Zooms. We've been in our exercise class together, yes. Bible studies. So I feel like I'm a, I'm a 
I'm a Pisces and I don't know what people think about that, but I'm a Pisces and I'm like, you my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So if I get a friend, if I call you friend, like we don't even have to meet. Like, I just feel like you're my friend. So, well, that must be close to what Aries are because we are very, very loyal people. And if I give you the time of day, then yes. you are considered to be my friend. So yes. <laughs> that's right. Like if we take look, you, I won't let anything happen to you. Let that's it. Say something. Uh uh-uh. That's no, it. That's me. Doing that. That's how yeah. I am. So I like I love hard. I play hard. I fight hard. I cry hard. I do all the things hard. And then once I'm done, I'm done. But yep. I feel like you're my friend. So if I call we you that friends. that means that you're important to me because you've helped. And then the fact that you allow And I know that allow is such a crazy word, but the fact that you allow Mike to be a part of our lives, too, because you could easily keep all that knowledge and information and betterment to yourself, but you don't. So thank you. It's only because, oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for allowing him to be who he is. Mm -hmm. But his I I have learned over the years that I am all about educate. I love to learn. Mm hmm. I love to learn. And if someone is able to teach, you can't hold them back from That's that. Right. I, I don't feel like I am a great teacher. I'm a great learner. You can teach me anything and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So with him teaching me, I'm like, Mike, you can teach so many ladies this yeah. stuff because we need it. Yes. We need it. So I couldn't, I could not hold him back from what God has called him to do. So, Tell us more about who Ariel Jones is. Like I've given like a brief and I hadn't even given all the details. I've just given a brief synopsis of who you are, who I see you as. So why don't you let everyone know a little bit more about you? So, of course, as you already mentioned, I am a Christian. I am God fearing. I'm a mother. First of all, a wife to, like I said, the most handsome man to me in (laughs) the world. That's right, girl. (laughs) Mike Jones, the trainer. Mm -hmm. But what's what's so unique about my life now is the (laughs) fact that I just just tapped into it. Wow. Just tapped into it. Mm -hmm. So during COVID, I knew that I had to either get my health on track Mm-hmm. And also my mental yeah. and my spirituality in order or after COVID, I was going to be a total mess. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, Mike, on my birthday, I asked a couple of people, we were all together and he said, so when did you really find yourself? And me finding myself was during COVID. Having starting motivate her, mm-hmm. working out, reading my Bible more, and just learning who God has created me to be. Yeah, that just started, and it's so exciting to tap into. Scary because I'm not usually the one that's in the forefront. Mm-hmm. I'm usually the one that everyone says, "Okay, she's chill and laid back, so they don't have to worry about me." Mm-hmm. But now. Being that person that encourages other people. And I've always done it, but just on a lower scale. Yeah. You know, just my friends, Mm -hmm. not just people that I meet, because you never know how people are going to respond to that. That's right. You know, so I've always kept that to myself. But I wanted to create a world where women or just a space. I can't even say world. Hopefully it becomes bigger than me, you know, than us. 
But I just wanted to create a space where women felt like they could get together and just be authentic Mm -hmm. about health, about life, about relationships, about their relationship with God, all of the above. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Motivate Her is. So tell us a little bit more about, because Motivate Her means it's an acronym. Part of it is an acronym. So tell us about that. So HER stands for Health empowerment and revitalization mm-hmm. of course with women we get so caught up in taking care of everyone else making sure everyone else is good and then by the time we get to ourselves we don't have time or we're tired right so we wanted to create a platform and i say we because mike and i were talking and the reason why I motivate her even came about was because he was motivating me to be healthier mm-hmm He was empowering me to learn fitness based off of what he was teaching and eating healthy based off of what he was teaching through grit, grind and muscle. So I told him, I said, I want a smaller platform. Maybe some ladies will join me and work out with me. Yeah. And it started with Janae Childs, wife of Pastor Joshua Childs from Abbeville, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And G-Dub. Boop, boop. (laughs) (laughs) And. You know, they, for a period of time, we weren't visiting each other either. We were just via Zoom as well or FaceTime or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we would talk and I would say, Janae, I need to work out. I have to get it together. I was the heaviest I had ever been. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'll do it with you. So it went from us working out daily, encouraging each other, empowering each other, telling, you know, each other, you can do it. What do you have plans to do? What are your goals after this? And we just stayed on top of each other, making sure that we were accomplishing those things. And we said, well, maybe some other ladies would like to do this too. Yeah. So we put it out there and I am surprised that we have had the response that we've had. We have ladies, uh, well, uh, one person that's in Cairo. Right. That joins us. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, it has been phenomenal. So tell me this. Absolutely. Why do you feel like, why, why are you surprised by the response? Only because as women, we are so strong. Mm-hmm. So, and we were, we were raised that way most of the time. Yeah. Never let anyone see your feelings. Don't wear your feelings on your sleeves. Always just put your big girl panties on. Put that smile on your face Mm -hmm. and make it happen. Mm -hmm. So when you encounter other women, you're always looking at another woman saying, man, she has it all together. Yep. You know, it was just me being vulnerable at that time saying, Janae, I don't have it together. Can you help me? And then she she was like, well, I don't have it together either. I need help. Right, right. So then as we put it out there for other women, other women were like, well, how do y'all do that? Because I don't have it all together either. And it it was like a light bulb that went off. We are all the same. Yes. Doing different. We all have different duties according to God's will for our lives. But we all endure the same issues. We do. We have the same feelings. And if we had one another to get through them and we knew that we had each other to get through them, would that make life a little bit easier? It, it, I, I totally agree. And I feel like when you give people that vulnerability and you say, this is ha- like, this sucks right now, but this is me. 
it gives him permission to say, girl, I'm glad you said something because it sucks for me too. You know what I, I mean? I felt the same way, yes. Because it'll, it'll be many days when I come on and I say, I don't have my waist turner on today, ladies. Mm-hmm. As you can see, my little fupa is sticking out, <laughs> but don't worry, we'll get through it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just want you, and Mike asked me before we started, he said, why do you say stuff like that? And I said, because I need them to know that I, I am still on this journey too. Because when I get too far away from you all or where the ladies think that I, I have it all together, yeah. then people will stop being vulnerable. I don't want you to stop being vulnerable. I want you to always know that this is a safe space. Yeah. And you it know, gives, no matter what. It gives us the opportunity to grow. Like if you, yes. if you, I feel like people strive for perfection like that. And that's normal. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's normal. But what perfection does, I think, stunts our growth because in our eyes, because, you know, a lot of times our our perception is reality, whether it's right or not. Yes. So in yes. our eyes, what we see as perfection limits us because we are not able to go beyond that because we think that's it. But that's yes. not true. Like perfection to my kids is one thing. Perfection to my mama is another thing. Perfection to me and you so when we stop trying to be perfect, we realize there is no limit. To what you can do or where you can go. No. And it, it also yes. allows us to say, okay, God, um, this is where I'm needing to be. This is my perfection. Even if we stuck on that, I got to get to this goal and it's my perfection. Because I'm, I'm bad about saying I have a goal and if I don't make it, it devastates me. Because it really does. Me too. It me does. too. And so I have to tell God, okay, this is where you can step in. Like, we got to give him permission. We don't have to. Right. <laughs> but being honest. But that's your surrender. That's right. And that's my conversation with him because we all have different languages, how we speak to God and our, our communication. So I'm like, okay, a lot of times I'll say, I don't want to do it. I know you, you. I know this is what you want me to do. And I'm only going to do it because you're telling me to do it. And then, of course, whenever I do what God tells me to do, when I go the direction that he's ordered me to go. It always works out. And then at the end, you know, you go back or I go back and I'm like, I know you already know that you were right, God. Right. (laughs) But I'm just here to acknowledge (laughs) that you are the alpha. You are the omega. Like, you know, you just have to. I just have to do this. And this is how I speak to God. So I feel like when we say, okay, I can't do this perfection without you, then that gives him the chance to be him. And that's all he wants is to get glory. And we've talked about that before. It is it's amazing that you say that because even before COVID, I was struggling with, well, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose in life? And Mike would always say, you're supposed to help ladies or something. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why would you think I'm supposed to help ladies? And he would say, you can see someone in Target and you will tell her how beautiful her outfit is or that she smells good. Even if she looks at you crazy, you (laughs) say it anyway. And I'm like, that's just me. That's just, I guess that's how I was raised. He said, no, I think you are meant to encourage ladies. And and it's it's so genuine. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to say that about myself because a lot of times when people say that, then you people feel like they're being disingenuous yeah yes but it's it's so when i'm telling you something or when i'm encouraging you it is definitely from my heart yeah so when we started motivate her 
I was like, oh my goodness, this feels good. We have to get up at five o'clock in the morning, but mm-hmm. it feels good to see other ladies yeah. getting on and pushing their bodies. Or it feels good when we first started, we did a a vision board party. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I had ever done a vision board on a board. I usually write it down. And Janae encouraged me. She said, maybe you should just write it out so you can see it every day. Put it on the board. Right. When I tell you the ladies that we had on, most of them, it was their first time. Mm-hmm. And waterworks came from everywhere. Mm. Then, I mean, we were crying because we were like, we never realized how much what you have gone through compared to what, you know, I may have gone through and how we can help each other. Yeah. And the fact that so many women would say, I grew up as a guy's girl. I yeah. didn't grow up as a girl's girl. Yeah, that's me. And it's because we were, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. But it's, and you know, thinking back on it, did I give myself or this part of me now that I know, did I give that or did I give into the pettiness at that time as mm-hmm. a child? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. It was probably me giving into it and then us going back and forth. Yeah. But now even seeing women from high school to be able to say, hey, girl, how are you doing? And not have that bitterness mm-hmm. or anger is just another part of me that just. It, it feels absolutely amazing to be able to be this way because this feels like this is the way I was created. This is who God wanted me to be. The yeah. part of me to come out. I, I mean, I I agree. I don't even know the whole story, but I'm here to tell you by what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. You're like silently leading, even though you're not quiet. Just your 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 presence, your vibe. Like you're silently leading people. And women specifically to want to change for the better. And it's just, I don't know, it, it, it feels good. And I appreciate it because we're all so different on um in our rooms, in our, our, our group. But yet we mm-hmm. all have the same thing in mind. So I'm going to transition just real quick. What, like if you, if you don't mind to talk about a little bit of it, what happened? Do you feel like you know now you're able to identify what caused you? to start to like not be as healthy because I know what happened with me that I was sitting around and then all of a sudden it was like boom I'm 70 uh, I'm like 60 70 pounds heavier than what I was I'm miserable I'm not even fun to be around like I'm Mm -hmm. mad all the time I'm eating like a man and you can't eat like a man look like a woman like I realize that now (laughs) you can't do that like you cannot eat a whole big plate twice and then be like, girl, let me get in them jeans. Let me get in them jeans. Let me get in that bodycon <laughs> body dress. You can't do that, not without looking like the front and the back are the same. We can't I'm do that. I'm telling you. <laughs> so what was it for you that triggered it all? And you were like, dang, I need to do something. Well, I've, I've always wanted children. Mm-hmm. And my babies are 13 months apart. Okay, so we, I can relate because mine are 14 and a half. Oh my months goodness. apart so it's like having twins but a little bit worse yes <laughs> because now they're still on different levels yep it, it's a lot mm-hmm. so I had two c-sections mm-hmm. back to back and after coming after having Malia 
when I found out I was pregnant with Deuce, Mike and I were going through financial issues, Mm -hmm. which is nothing but the enemy. Because let me tell you, when I tell you I count every penny. Yeah. I count every penny. Yeah. But the enemy will try to use the thing that you are great at sometimes Mm -hmm. to pull you down. Mm -hmm. So we were going through a lot of financial issues. And I'll just be transparent. We had two of our cars to be repoed. Yeah. At the same time. I get it. So I had gotten to the point where I just wanted to eat Mm -hmm. to make me feel better. I wanted to just drown myself in just fun, gooey goodness. Mm-hmm. So that meant ice cream, brownies, cookie cake, whatever it was, some chips, mm-hmm. some hot Cheetos would be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I would just dress up. So for me, it was more of the snacking. Yeah. Because I would still eat right because, of course, I had Mike. Who was still, now this is like side by side. He was still working out doing yes. his thing making sure he was yes. okay okay so that and yes. that's that's typical in in the family Men. yeah yes okay but he also uses he gears his stress towards fitness yes which they say is a good thing like you're supposed yes. to work out your anxiety or stress by working out exactly okay. for me it was give me that food mm-hmm. now or I'm going to make you mad. <laughs> like, I will be the mean one if you don't bring me some chips home with a snicker bar on the side. And something to drink. Don't forget. My thing was sweet tea. Please don't forget a sweet tea. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, I just needed to get by. I didn't have a job at the time. Mm-hmm. I had been laid off the year before because my department was cut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have these two babies. We are need, we need to try to figure out how to make it happen. This was the first time I was introduced to food stamps. Mm-hmm. And I was embarrassed. Yes, yes. I get it. And I was like, how do I? I've worked since the age of 15. Mm-hmm. And now I am on food stamps? Like, what is going on? But you know, Ariel, I'm going to pause right there. I feel like... That's crazy because I remember we had a time where we were struggling too. But you think about it. You work since you were 15. So That's then the honestly, you deserve assistance when you need it. You know? That is the exact same thing my mom said. Yes. But Lynette, we went through a point where they didn't even want to give us. So once I finally got that in my head, mm-hmm. because my mom said, Ariel, you have worked they should help you. This yeah. is the point of it. This is the purpose of it. That's right. So when I finally got it in my head to go and sign up for it. Mm-hmm. The lady said, Mike made too much money. Honey. And what I should do mm. is pretend like we're divorced. What? So that I can. Yes. So see, they yes. set you up. First of all, by them, by the system. I'm talking about the system. And this is for another day. We we might have to have a talk, conversation about this a whole other day. <laughs> You have a whole system set up to assist people when they're in need. And then once they get, they come to you because it is a very difficult decision to say, I need help in the first place. Then you get there and you are told 
because you know I don't have anything. Like I, I need some help. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Then you get exactly. there, and they tell you you make too much, and you're like, how? How sway? How am I right. making too much when <laughs> I can't even keep it together? Like we got to go to the Salvation Army to get help with our lights or our our electric. We have the, you know, exactly. it's too much, and that's how the system. And then they tell you. Um, honey, you're just gonna have to pretend like you're not together. So they perpetrate the lie of we're not together so I can receive assistance that I'm really supposed to be getting because I've put into the system. Exactly. It's so stressful. You want me to speak life into this. So, no, you want me to speak death into the life of my marriage. Yes. Do Do you see how, and it it just sets us up. And as women, we internalize these things and say, I got to do what I got to do. So then we don't even realize we do realize it, but we have, we feel like we have no choice. So we are set up to damn the thing that is supposed to live. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're putting condemnation on the very thing that is supposed to give us life and support. So I'm sorry. I just had to interject into there because when no, the lady that, says that's true, you need to say you're divorced. It's like, really? This is what we have to do to get the help that we're actually su- to we get work the help that to we put are money in to get. <laughs> yes. And I was in the office like, I don't need this forever. I just I, can I feed my baby? Right. Just right now. That's it. It's crazy. It's crazy. So long story short, we never got assistance. Wow. At that time. We didn't get it until maybe a month before I found a job. Mm. And when I tell you God is so good, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because not one time did we get a light cut off. Wow. Did we get, we had groceries. I mean, mm-hmm. from Mike's aunt to Mike's mom to my mom. And my mom sat me down one day and she said, Ariel, at the end of the day, You have to now give it over to God. Mm -hmm. If you don't give it over to God, you will continue to struggle. Yeah. Let it go. Enjoy the process. And I let it go. I told Mike, I'm I'm done with it. I'm wiping my hands up of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to look for jobs anymore. I'm just going to enjoy my babies. Yeah. Not a week later. Did my uh, old coworker call me and say that they had a position at um a property mm-hmm. that I first started working at when I was 15 years old. Wow. All and full circle. God is amazing. He full is. Full circle. Yes. He is. But we just have to allow him to be him, right? Yep. <laughs> it's not easy because it sounds so simple to be like just let him take it because it's so heavy and we want to let things go and he tells us in the Bible cast your cares, but it's just hard him. to let him have I don't know why it's so hard to let him have things that we can't carry because we're not built but to carry. We talked about this before because I'm like, my issues are so petty. Like people are going through things where they're losing family members, they're mm-hmm. losing limbs, they have health issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm talking about God. Can you make sure my babies have some food stamps? You know, sometimes I'm like, oh. But he cares. Exactly. He cares even for the smallest things. Like I had to explain this. I, I talk about, well, we talk about God, of course, in front of our kids, to our kids. And sometimes I don't know if they listen and sometimes I don't, I don't. I think they are. But every so often, like Jameson one day said, Mommy, um, is it true that God knows every hair on our head? And I'm like, 
Yeah, every hair on our body. So like when we think about the fact that he takes enough time to count literally every hair and we got hair in places we don't even realize we got hair. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if he takes time to know that and have tiny blood vessels and and capillaries and all these things like we have fingernails. Like that's major. Like that's I know that huge. seems it seems silly. But what if we didn't have fingernails? Like, what What if we didn't have all these features and little tiny things? And this just is for our body. Everything about our body runs in rhythm. And I feel like the rhythm is giving him glory. Because if you think about it, we breathe in, out. That's a rhythm. Like, our heart beats. That's so true. That's a rhythm. We're And it's totally making noise. So even when we're not speaking, even when we're not talking, even when we are sleeping, our bodies are still our giving him still praise. Giving him glory. It's yes. crazy. That's but, amazing. But that's how he is. And that's how much he cares. So if he cares that much about us and functioning and all the things within our body, because he made us in his image. So if he cares that much about that little thing, he definitely cares. He cares as much about that as he does of somebody that has cancer or a disease or is sick or has had to die and their families are weeping and mourning, he still cares about, God, can we eat? Like, that's major to him. So true. And I feel like we're made to feel bad about those things. And we shouldn't be. Because I've had people tell me when something's happened in my family or some situation, that wasn't major, but it was major to me. And they've said, well, at least you don't have a child that has cancer. And I'm like, right. I'm like, wait like, a I minute. I want to have a child to have cancer, but I also don't want to be going through what I'm going through either. Exactly. <laughs> and to, when people say that, when they minimize your grief, because when we when we are grieving over things, it doesn't mean someone has to die. It's the loss of something, period. Right. So it could be so much as your lifestyle. And I'm not talking about an extravagant lifestyle. I'm just talking about like like I've been in that situation like you have where we're trying to figure out. Are we going to eat tonight? Like, what are we eating? What I know, are we going to do? I know we have something, but like, you know, are, do we have diapers? Do we have milk? Like, it's just so many things. So that's important to me. So for you to minimize the fact that I know it's not a major dysfunction, it, it bothers me. And we have to stop that because a lot of women do that to each other. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we only open oh, up to each thing, other. thing, like, it could always be worse. Yeah. Because like I said, when I when going through certain situations... I have always said to myself, even through heartbreak Mm -hmm. and and pain, I've always said I am going to be the one that gets through it, gets over it. But I don't want to forget that feeling. That's right. So when another lady comes to me, I'm not giving her that. It's all right. You'll get over it. You'll get past it. I want her to know I have dealt with this. Yeah. It is painful. Yeah. It is hard. But if you just put one foot in in front of the other and yeah. you just every morning you try and you just pray yourself through it, mm-hmm. eventually you will see yourself on the other side. And you sometimes you don't even realize that you've even gotten through it until a couple of times, you know, a couple of months later, you look back and you're like, oh, it's crazy. I'm not even feeling that anymore. I just and so, I, I'm glad you said that, because if we can encourage each other just one step at a time, because I remember a time I went through. Well, when my daddy died, like I remember telling James, I can't breathe. Like I I just really have a difficult time breathing. And so for me, it was I'm going to breathe because I would catch myself sitting and holding my breath, like not even on purpose. So if we can make a step 
just a step or if we can just sit up in the bed we might not get up that next day but can we sit up in the bed instead of laying down on the pillow all day these are things that are important to women and so that's why I'm thankful this is these are things that you're great at and I know we've kind of like talked about all different types of things but it also speaks to your purpose of motivation for you to say you know I just want to be able it's almost like you're saying Lord give me a sense of empathy like help me to be empathetic so that when another lady another friend another stranger that I see I can sense that she needs like if her kid's screaming I can sense the fact that she needs somebody to be like girl don't worry about it it's okay like I've and I've done that before Mm -hmm. in the grocery store listen don't be embarrassed my kids just did that to me yesterday that's right okay and nobody's judging you it will change (laughs) it'll change somebody's life to be like I remember when this girl, I didn't even know this girl, told me, don't worry about it because my kid did the same thing. Like, that'll change how a person walks into a store. You know, it changes me. Yeah. Because now you're, uh, because before it's anxiety. Yep. Because you're like, are they going to scream if they don't get a popsicle that they see? Yep. And now it's like, don't worry about it. Mm -mm, Right. Don't stress. Because it's them. Exactly. The babies have the issues. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so now that we know a little bit more about you, um, we we always try to do something fun. And I like I said, I just enjoy your presence. I enjoy your vibe. So now I'm going to let everybody else know a little bit more about Ariel. Like we're going to do the five, which is, as I was telling you, it's like a rapid fire. You don't have to be deep about it. If you want to, we'll pause and we'll talk about it. But it's just supposed to be fun. It's five minutes worth of conversation that we're going to talk about. I'm going to ask you some questions, and I just want you to answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. (laughs) All right. And this is always funny because people are like, oh, God, but it's going to be cool. So if you need to take your deep breath, take your deep breath because we're about to get started. All right. So I think I'm ready. (laughs) All right, so your timer, I'm setting it for five minutes, and your timer is starting in three, two, and one. Would would you say that you are early or late? I am late. (laughs) All the time. Why did I not expect you to say that? Oh, my goodness. Mike did me in during COVID. He was like, no more, Ariel. No more. You cannot be late anymore. So I have done better. Even my brother, meeting them yesterday, mm-hmm. he called me for Mother's Day. He called and said, are y'all still coming? And I was like, we're five minutes away. And he was like, oh, we on the way. I just didn't expect you to be on time. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. Say, so I done been changed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you like to fly or drive? I love a good road trip. Mm-hmm. But the... Flying is just so amazing to me. The fact that a big monster aircraft (laughs) can stay in the air Mm -hmm. blows my mind every time. And I've flown since a child. But every time I get on a flight, it feels the same way. And the fact that you get there in like an hour versus 12 makes life better. (laughs) (laughs) A lot So this is going to be interesting. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Because I know what I think. Oh. (laughs) So... I am naturally an introvert. Mm-hmm. I have to make myself be an extrovert. You're good at it, though. Thank you <laughs> so much because I feel so awkward. No. Now, when I get into a situation with you ladies mm-hmm. and we're talking, mm-hmm. 
I feel so comfortable because I, I don't feel like anyone is judging me. Yeah. But I've always been like the awkward type. Well, People I can't. say that I've been popular, okay. but I think it's only because I was a cheerleader, not because I just made myself available in that way, you know? Well, you can never tell. I mean, I think you're cool, so here we go. Thank you. <laughs> Do you use words or emojis? Words. Do you like coffee or tea? Neither. Oh, okay. Mike <laughs> Mike makes me drink tea, uh-huh. especially in the winter. It's but so good. I would rather drink water. Oh my goodness! I know I'm so weird. That's not I weird. I mean, that's that's good. But oh god, I never thought that. Okay. <laughs> Do you like to text or call? I would like to call to get my words out, mm-hmm. but texting for like quick conversations you know oh yeah but if we're having i like the the dialogue mm-hmm. versus the texting i got you and it's helpful to understand what people are saying whenever you're talking yes to because you, a text can come across the wrong way sometimes text has gotten me in plenty <laughs> of issues i i'm here to tell you i know like i'll send a text i'm like i i promise i did not mean it in that way <laughs> right let me explain myself <laughs> dialing now okay right like do you like oatmeal or cereal cereal if i have to choose between the two but i'm not a breakfast person okay are you a singer i usually don't eat until one. Oh god okay i know <laughs> unless i'm like crazy hungry we had a, a heavy workout and i need to eat something oh wow okay are you a singer or a dancer oh i can sing so good in the shower <laughs> And in the car by myself, I am the bomb. Hey, that's all that matters. <laughs> or look, when the music is really, really loud. Yes, that's when we feel it. We know all the notes and yes. we get all the runs. Okay. Are you I'm a... the ad lib queen. <laughs> Are you a lipstick or eyeshadow girl? I would rather do lipstick, but like a tinted chapstick or gloss. Okay. Would you say you like fresh or frozen food? Ooh, I love fresh food, fruit, fresh foods from the farmer's market. Yes. That was a tongue twister. <laughs> Do you like to write with a <laughs> pen or a pencil? A pen. But that's so crazy because if I mess up, I will, I don't care how far I've gotten, I will ball it up and start all over again. I do too. <laughs> I need that eraser. But, you know, now they make erasable ink pens, but that's another day, too. Okay. Really? Yeah. We'll have to talk about that later. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite smell? Oh, flowers. Any? Now, it could be any, any really, like, a fresh bloom of flowers that I get from the farmer's market. Okay. Does this that is, help any? You got seven <laughs> seconds. In tic-tac-toe, okay. are you X's or O's? Usually X. Okay. And we're done. That was five minutes. (laughs) See, that's so much fun. I love to hear people's answers and to see how you process things because you have to like do it right then. So that's cool. It never fails that anybody that answers these questions. I have some people to be like X. I have some people to say I like room temperature. I like this. Like they're on it. Boom, boom, boom. And then I have some people like, well, wait a minute. This is my answer, and this is what I'm going to explain to you. So I love all of it because 
We learned a lot about you and we even not from your answers, just by the way you answered the questions. So, yeah, that. That, that is so awesome. Yay. I love it, too. OK, <laughs> there was a questionnaire that I sent to you and I want to yes. go over that because these are the questions that get a little bit deeper than, you know, just the normal of how are you and what's going on in your life? Like these are things that I wanted you to sit down and think about and and just explain to the people because it helps us to get to know you all all the more like this is her real life so I want people to feel like when they stop listening they know a little bit more about Ariel so I ask you to tell me something that you can teach in five minutes see that's the one thing I don't know wait I can I could probably teach someone how to do um like a little girl's hair Okay. In five minutes. Yeah. That's something. Parting two ponytails. See? You know. And some people can't do that. Like, these are things. They're not minute. They're, they're important. Don't think that's not important. Hey, but it, it just depends on the hair. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It might take a little bit long. You can teach them how yes. to do it. It may not take them five minutes to, to do the thing, but you can at least can say, teach it. that's it. And that's all I needed to yes. know. See, there you go. <laughs> What is something you want other people to know about you, but nobody ever ask? Hmm. Definitely. I, I feel like so many times people assume that I I have it together. So no one will ask, like, are you, you know, do you have it together? Or they'll assume that I have it together and treat me a certain way because they think I have it together Mm -hmm. versus knowing that, which is another reason why I wanted to start motivate her versus knowing that if you really know me and you know that I'm just like you, like I don't have it. I'm confused. I'm frustrated. You know, I doubt myself from time to time, but I would rather someone ask, you know, do you have it all together? What makes you tick like that? What do you do? Yeah. And I would just tell them the grace of God, because trust me, this morning when I got up, you know, it, it wasn't easy. Right. You know, it wasn't an easy day. So what do you feel inspires you? Brilliant minds, smart people. Mm-hmm. Mike is he's one of the smartest people I know. I tell him that when he gets home from work, he tries to use my brain because he uses his brain all day. Mm hmm. I kill it. Where is such and such? Where is this? Where is that? I'm like, use that big old brain of yours that you have. <laughs> because when you're out all day, yes. I mean, you're able to inspire people and teach people and show people. But when you get home, you want to use my little brain. Use yours. He act like he turns it off. It's about like when I yeah. tell my kids, I need to keep finding the maid because some y'all know about this maid we have, and and I don't have her. I don't know where she is because right. she never picks it's things you. up. <laughs> So you tell Mike, listen, you t- keep trying to find a brain, but you got one. Why you keep right. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. it. That's it. But people. I love to hear. I love to hear intelligent people. For you, and I was going to save this for the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But to me, when I talk to you, the way that you are able to explain things oh. and, you know, bring things out to describe things and even the word of God, like when we're talking about it, Mm -hmm. you like, think about it like this to me, that is brilliant because you have to have a creative mind in order to teach all types of people. 
Yeah. I'm not that creative. So when I see that in someone else, I cling to them because I know that I can learn from them. Oh, thank I can you. really oh my goodness. Even when I text you and I told you I love the way that you raise your children, mm-hmm. it may not be perfect to anyone else, but the way that you can kind of explain things to them so that they see things in a different way. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, and that should be that. acknowledged. Thank oh, you. I don't know. Definitely. I just know I need different ways to learn things and I need certain types of information. Cause you know, there's some people that are book smart and some mm-hmm. people that are just like, they just know everything. So yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm okay. Book smart, but I feel like I need, I can learn in a different way that other people learn. Like I think of things in a different way. So even if my kids don't need that, I give that to them so that they may be able to teach somebody else, you know, yeah, a certain amazing. way. So I just, and I'm kind of strange too, Ariel. <laughs> no, don't say that. Because, and strange people might used to always tell me all the time, um, different does not mean deficient. Oh, that's good. That's true. So because I am different, because you are different, all of the ladies that we come in contact with are different, but that doesn't mean that we are deficient by no, you know, we at all. That's right. We do not hold a deficiency whatsoever, which is different, which makes us valuable. And we need each other because see, like that helped me. So we, this is why we're good together. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. So you, I know you've talked about as a little kid. Um, who a little bit briefly, but would you say that the little girl you were would look up to the woman that you are today? I definitely think she'll be proud of me mm-hmm. only because of the confidence that I hold now. Mm-hmm. Before I wasn't as confident in who I was and that may change when I'm 40, yeah. you know, Yeah. but as of right now, it took me to 37 to get to the point where I'm like, I'm okay with being me. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with being who I am. And if other people don't like it, then, you know, that's too bad. I'm not trying to prove anything to them. I'm not trying to get them to like me in any way. I I just want to be happy with being me. And I think that the little girl now will be like, man, we finally got there. Oh, You know, we finally appreciate who we, who we are. Yeah. You know, and that's important. I feel like the thirties help with that a lot though. My mom told me that Mm -hmm. my mom would tell me that my twenties would be hard. I mean, I had fun with my girlfriends. We did road trips, but I always wanted to make other people like me. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to make other people feel comfortable or, you know, I guess adjust to make them feel better. And my yeah. mom would always say, in your thirties, you'll appreciate you. Yep. I'm like, I, I think I appreciate me now, but you know, who doesn't want friends? I know. You know, it's true. Who doesn't want your girlfriends to want to be around you or want to be with you. So finally in my thirties, even looking at social media now, mm-hmm. I was on social media the other day because I'm trying to get better. Yes. And you know, you scroll across these women that are the fake bodies and, the, mm-hmm. you know, they have the best clothing. And I look and I say, oh, she looks beautiful, but that's not me. Let yeah. me just keep going. You know, so now I'm comfortable with being who I am and not having to explain or to justify that. Yeah. And I, w- I say for my 30s, it was like the time that I didn't care. 
And that was so mm-hmm. much, um, that was such a relief to not to have to care. Because I used to care, even though I had the attitude of people probably thought, Lynette just does hurt. It doesn't even matter. In my 30s was the first time I was really like, you know what? It really doesn't matter. Like, I'm yeah, going doesn't. to be okay. I love people. I love having friends. But it wasn't going to end me if somebody didn't agree with what I had to say or do or if they didn't like something I said or did. And I don't know if it's because I was used to doing different things or always being different that I was able to be okay with that. But I feel like in my 30s, I was finally I realized what it meant to be set apart. Right. You know, good. So I think it takes us a minute. And even when people tell us, like your mama told you, even when things change, we're still like, "Mm, I don't know, because I really I want to be like that. Like, I want to go here. I want to be able to go on vacation. I want to be able to wear that. I want my hair to look like that until we get to our 30s. There's something about it just clicks. And you're like, oh, okay, I am set apart for like a legitimate, literal meaning, a reason. So I just feel like the I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and at the end of the day, those people that you let go of or those people that separated themselves Mm -hmm. from you Mm -hmm. or from me when I I felt comfortable with being me, Mm -hmm. I am so thankful that they are not in my life right now, you know, because it's just, it wouldn't have worked out. It's freedom. Yeah. So much freedom. Well, and vice versa, they may it may be a blessing that I'm not in theirs too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Nope, nope. They need you in their life. It's just because you know, there's people that need us, and sometimes I feel like they're in our lives because they need us, even if it's for a small amount of time. Is they get something from us that they can take to the next season of their life. So I really feel like, even though we be like, we gotta go. I feel like they are getting something that they didn't have before they had us in their lives. So that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So now I'm all about sounds. I need to know if you could be a sound, what would it be and why? Okay. So we talked about this mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am water. I would say I'm water all day. Mm-hmm. I could be the peaceful stream, mm-hmm. but I can be the waves crashing into the, the shore. Mm-hmm. It just, it just depends on how you get me there. Yeah. I am as calm and cool, but don't mess with my family. Don't That's mess right. with my friends. Yep. And we're going to have a whole problem. <laughs> a whole problem. Like that whole Aries fire will go from my toes to the top of my head. All consuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, and then get through it. Say what I got to say and go to my room and cry. Like, why did they have to get me to that point? I know. <laughs> I'm not an Aries, but I feel like that's a lot of me. Like, I'm, it's the elements because I'm a water sign. Like, Pisces is water. So, okay. I feel like, you know, we just got, we go through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like the element people, like the area, the fire signs, the water signs. Yeah. I feel like we just go through a lot because we have Very so much emotional. potential. Yes. I, now that's true too. It's our potential. True. I'm telling you, people that's ain't true. ready. They ain't ready. Not okay. at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, those were some of the things that I wanted to know a little bit more about you. And for the topic of the day, I know it feels like we've talked forever, but we really haven't. And this is just the meat of it. Before we end the show, I like to talk about a topic of the day. And it's just brief questions. So I wanted to ask you in this topic, it's why change now? 
Like, I know we talked about you had gotten to the point where you were just like, I need to do something different. You told us about what happened that kind of led into the situation that you were in as far as health wise. But why change now? I know that sounds crazy, but it was like, why? You had already sat in all that. You had done it. What made you say, I got to do it? And it could be a superficial reason. It could be like, I do have two babies. I just want to know because a lot of women are that way. They just one day something clicks and they say, I was going to say that I got to do it. It, Okay, it it had to be God Mm -hmm. speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people say that, you know, all the time. But it it was something that just clicked. It's like either it's now or never. Mm -hmm. And it could have been a lot of Mike speaking to me, too. Like, Ariel, you can't walk around feeling bad about yourself when you can do something about it. And I'm solution driven. Yeah. I don't like to figure out the problem for you, but I will talk through things to help you find a solution. Yeah. You know, I don't want to give you the answer because I don't know it. Right. But I ask you some questions to maybe help you get to the final destination. Mm-hmm. But and he was like, if you do that for other people, what's the solution for yourself? Yeah. You know, if you don't look good, if you don't feel good, you don't want to buy any clothes. And I love fashion. Yeah. So you don't want to buy any clothes. So now you feel frumpy. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And he would say that. He said that maybe for a year straight. And then finally, I, I wasn't even afraid to get COVID. I was afraid that, uh, you know, one day I would just not wake up because I was I felt like I was too heavy. My body had never been that heavy before. Right. So, like, am I overworking my body? I want to be here for my kids. You know, I want to see my babies grow up. I want to see my grandkids. So yeah. it was now or never. And I'm glad that Literally. you mentioned that the fact that you were afraid to wake up. Like mm-hmm. you weren't going to wake up. Because I have those same thoughts some days. Even b- with me being healthier. But like something can hurt. And I'll be like, oh Lord, is that a... Is that a clot? Like is Oh, you will know. I am such a hypochondriac. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I my aunt used to always pick on me because I would be like, My finger is hurting. Mm-hmm. I'm making a doctor appointment. <laughs> I am not the one that will shy away from the doctor. Me either. Zeus will say his leg is hurting. I'd be like, Mike, let's call the doctor. He's like, No, Aria, he was outside playing yesterday. <laughs> That's me too. But I think a lot of moms really think about those things. It's like Oh, gosh, like if something happens to me, what's going to happen to my kids? Even though we have a spouse, we have a partner, we have like people in our lives, our mothers, our friends, our family. I still there's days that girl and I I, I am going to admit I'm just going to be transparent about this. I have gone to bed some nights and been like, I think I need to stay up a little bit later because I'm just not feeling right. Like, oh, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> or old people because old people would say you know when people die they know they 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 know they already know before they die i've heard that have you ever heard that yes i have but i think that's when god comes and tells you um you're coming home to me and you're peaceful with that and that probably is yeah <laughs> but you know the old folk had me scared i was like yeah, I oh gosh is this me knowing that i'm about to die like i really don't i'm gonna stay up as late as i can lord let me stay up real late um, because I would be scared to death. And how are you going to talk to the I Lord know. scared? I, you are not the only one. And then you wake up the next morning and be like, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> I have done that and be like, whoo, yeah. You want to wake up shouting? Because you're like, Lord, I didn't know I was going to open my eyes right on like, this side of heaven. That. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh my 
okay. I feel so much better. But Lynette, let me be honest though. Mm-hmm. I I get nervous about passing away mm-hmm. at this age with my kids because I want them to remember me. I know. You know, I, I do. want them to know I still have I, I don't know Kobe. Don't mm-hmm. know Vanessa. Right. You know. But I have such a tender place for her in my heart. Yes. I literally look at her maybe once or twice, and maybe even three times a week. I'll go to her page and mm-hmm. be like, oh, she's still, at least she looks like she's holding up. Right, you know? right. Because that's and a lot. I pray for her babies because I'm like, they will never. No. No. I mean, she can keep the memory alive, and I definitely think she'll do a good job of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, that just that feeling of them not knowing how great or not feeling their great, that greatness from their father. Yeah. I don't want my kids to not know how much I love them. You know, yes. I want them to at least have a memory of me. And I, I so. pray for the same thing because my mother's mother passed away when she was 14 mm. and my mom was there. Like my mom is a baby of a, a huge family. There's 12 of them, six boys and six okay. girls. So she was there when my my grandmother was sick in the hospital. Like she was there when she passed away. And so like for years, I would always, even as a young kid, I would be like, Lord, please let me live so that my kids know me past 14. Like, but like oh. I want them to be older than 14 because even at that age, my mom will tell me, and she's told me this before. She was like, my daddy was a good daddy and he loved us and he took care of us. But she said, there's nobody like my mama. So think about wow. that. You know, even at 14, because as a woman at 14, lots of things are changing. You know, lots of questions, lots of issues that may come up or pop up. And not to know your mama who you can like, I know I call my mama right now. I'll text her and be like, I need to talk to you or this is happening. And our relationship as a young person, I was a little apprehensive to to talk about things openly because Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to disappoint her by asking crazy questions. Yeah, I know. But well, my mom, she would say when I was younger, because she used to make us tell her everything. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I'm like, Mom, did you ever experience such and such? She'd be like, Aria, that is too much information. Can you please? <laughs> <laughs> but you said tell everything. Right. Right. <laughs> but the fact that you can do that with your mother is wonderful. And yeah. I want my kids to feel that same way because... If they feel comfortable and they trust us, if something happens to them and they need help, they're going to know who to go to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those those things. See, we're talking about good stuff as far as the thoughts and ideas that women have sometimes about death and leaving their children, even though there is we know there's a God in heaven who loves us and he will take care of us. And we have spouses and, and partners and friends and family. Our children, you know, we want the best for them no matter what the situation. So. I'm just thankful to know that I'm not the only one to go to bed and be like, well, help me to wake up, uh, stay up all night and then wake up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) You are not the only one. You are not the only one. But we also pray. Yeah. You know, what I what I have to remind myself is that I've also asked God to let me see that part of life. Yes. I've I've already asked him for that. Yeah. I'm trying my best to be obedient Mm -hmm. in any way that he has called me to be. Yeah. So I know that he will give me the desires of my heart according to his will. And I just pray that that is his will. So that's the only thing that keeps me sane. 
like, okay, God, I think it's your will. I know it's your will. Let me just believe that and just. And receive it. Let me let me tell you something. This is like a little bit off topic, but it goes with what you just said um, that God will give us the desires of your heart. So, you know how we were just talking about we want to see our kids get old and, and, you know, grandkids and that kind of thing. And so when my dad died almost four years ago now, it was devastating. I'm an only child and my my kids are his only grandkids. So Mm. my son was turning 10. My daddy died in October. My son was turning 10 in December, the end of December. And it was so hard going through um, Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then Jameson's birthday. So I was like, girl, I was a mess. And and that was part of my like not doing anything. I just couldn't function. I told you I could barely breathe some days. Mm -hmm. And I remember crying like boohooing to God about Jameson is turning 10. Like this is a big deal. 10 is huge for a man. And, or for a little boy and Jameson and my daddy had this great relationship and I was like my daddy's not going to get to see him turn 10 my daddy's not going to get to see him grow up like wow. I was just so upset but yeah. Ariel when I tell you because I have these conversations with God and I'm like honest and true even though he knows me and he knows the truth about me I, I try to be as open as possible and I was like I just don't understand and so one day in this week of me just boohooing about this 10-year-old birthday, I remember the conversation. Because my mom and daddy used to come up here every four to six weeks to visit us. So it was like they never were gone. Like they talked every day. Mm-hmm. And my daddy, one day he came and he said, like he would talk to the kids and he said, boy, because he would talk to my dad like that. Boy, I had a dream about you and your sister. And he said, I had a dream. Y'all were grown up. You were a good looking boy and Rowan was pretty and y'all had families and it was just, it was awesome. And I remember that piece of the conversation and immediately God brought to my remembrance that he'll give us the desires of his heart, of our hearts. If we, if our, if we keep our mind on him, you know, like Mm -hmm. he'll give us peace, but he'll also give us the desires of our heart. And I said, I like, I just started crying. I was like, thank you, God. Because before my daddy died, I know how important it was for my kids to grow up and him see them live and, you know, just enjoy them because he enjoyed them so much. But God gave him that vision to see them, to see them as adults. Yes. What he wanted. So God reminded me of that. So that's how I know we serve a faithful God. That's how I know that he loves us because there's small things that we take for granted and if we write them down, if we say them, because when we open our mouths, that's what we give life to or death. So the yes. fact that I don't know if my daddy in his secret place or if, you know, he was feeling bad because we lost him unexpectedly. Death is always unexpected, but he had a heart attack. So mm. we it wasn't a time where we were able to like lay by his bedside and say, Daddy, what do you want? So I don't know if it was when he was in his secret place or if he had you know, he was talking to God when he was by himself sometime and being like, Lord, you know, I just want to see these kids grow up. And that's what God gave him. So I say thank you, you know, so like you said, we have to say these things. We have to pray and say, I want to see my daughter um, graduate college and get married and have children. And I want to see my son. I want to see three generations. Hey, let's do that. You know, we have to tell God what we want because he asked, you know, he wants us to remind him of what he said because none of his words will fall void. Exactly. But we got to remind him sometimes, you know, it's not for him to to remember. It's for us to remind ourselves, really, that this is who he said he was. And this is what he said he going to do. 
That is so true. So I just want to throw that in there because you're right. We just have to say what we want to happen and let God do the rest. Okay. That's right. So we got a couple more questions and I'm and because okay. we've just had such a great conversation. I just appreciate I know. you. I I just love you, girl. You're so wonderful. Um, Thank you. Tell me why you feel like working out. Like, why? what is it about working out that helps you open up to others? Because you, I know you're kind of quiet and reserved. But when we work it out, you're not. So why do you feel like that part of it helps you? Because it's me being me. There's that motivation part of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I start, when I get louder and mm-hmm. I motivate people more, I'm really, that's what I need for myself. Yeah. So I'm giving other people, I know if I'm tired, yeah. then you have to be tired too. Yes. So if I'm looking at the screen, I'm like, Lynette, come on, let's go. We can do it. And but I hear I'm you. I'm also talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you and I'll be like, like okay, girl. Lynette, we got it. <laughs> we can do it. I love so it. So that, that part helps me. To not only push you or the other ladies, Mm -hmm. but it helps me to push myself. Because, of course, I want to be an example, too. You know, what do I look like stopping, you know, every time? I have to show everyone else that we can we can get through this thing. You know, I I used I tell well, I used to say it all the time in the beginning. Nothing will defeat us. Not even Mike Jones, the trainer. (laughs) So we can get through this. It's going to be hard. (laughs) But we're going to make it because I tell you, he yes. puts a doggone whoop on everybody. <laughs> and you say it best. How do you give us a warm up and we thinking we already in the workout? <laughs> I had to wrap my mind around that. Not one day, but every day. Because I'm like, this, yes. this is a 30-minute workout in 10 minutes. How are we doing this? Yes. And we hadn't even, this is up. the warm up. He's talking about, oh, no, that was just the warm up. We have done a 30-minute workout in 10 minutes, Mike. That in can't be the warm up. And then you say, calm down, let's stretch. What? <laughs> and I'm always like, shouldn't we have stretched before we did all of these exercises? Because I feel like something happened that wasn't supposed to. <laughs> and he says, no, you have to have your body warm first. I'm like, trust me, it's warm. Yeah. I'm sweating as if I've been working out for the whole 45 minutes already. I'm literally so. melting. So I'm warm. I'm warm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, Ariel, what about this journey? Like, what about it that that will make you continue to to stay on the path? Like, what about this whole entire process that motivates you to say, OK, I'm not going to be satisfied with just OK. Like, I'm not going to be satisfied with just hitting this goal. I want to maintain this healthy lifestyle. What about the journey that says that makes you want to say, I'm going to keep going? Well, I can say this. I don't ever want it to end. Oh, good. Because I feel like once it ends, then who's going to hold me accountable too? That's right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I like when ladies come to me and ask me questions about health because it's holding me accountable. Yeah. I may have had for my cheat meal, a cupcake, yeah. but you know, I know Lynette is going to come say, are we doing this workout today or not? Yeah. <laughs> and I have to get back on my, you know, I have to get back on it. Yeah. But this journey in itself, in itself, like Mike always says, it's not a, it's not a sprint, a sprint. it's a marathon. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's constantly going. Your body is constantly changing. Your mind is constantly changing. You're constantly changing as a person. Mm-hmm. And when you stop, what's the point of living? Like if you're going to stop changing and growing and developing, 
then what is the point of living? And I feel like the health, when it comes to health, mm-hmm. there's so many details about our bodies that we don't necessarily know about. Right. So if I stop now, then I won't learn everything that I need to learn. I don't know what I need when I turn 40. I don't know what I need when I turn 50. So the journey continues as my body transitions. What is healthy for me now may not be healthy for me later. The workouts that we do now may be too strenuous on my body later. So I'm still trying to find ways to keep my body in shape and healthy. We only have one temple. And if I don't do my best at maintaining it, then what's the purpose of me being here? That's true. If we can't take care of it, then we don't need it. Exactly. And I want to be here. That's right. (laughs) Well, I feel like by the accountability part, because you're right, I I do the same thing when a lot of people are like, well, I see you post every day. And it's not necessarily for everybody. It's really for me because that makes me. I know that I'm not, I haven't always been a great finisher. So I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. It helps me because even though I don't realize who's paying attention, if I don't post one day, and it could be just like, I I didn't get time to. Somebody will send me a message and say, Did you not work out? Now they ain't working out. They're not working out at all. But they want (laughs) to see you. (laughs) But they're like, Listen, I just, I haven't seen it. I was just making sure, like, what's going on now? Or then on the flip side, for people that are changing their lives, I've had a few women say, I've lost five pounds. I love your post every day. Thank you for doing that. I walk at lunch. I do 30 minutes of, I don't do what you do, but I do 30 minutes of just relaxing. Because sometimes, like with yoga, it's not super strenuous, but it helps your body stretch and meditation. Mm. And so they're like telling me, This is what I'm doing because I've seen you do this since October and I've seen the changes because, you know, results make a difference. I don't care what nobody says. If you do something and don't have results, it it, it, it makes you feel defeated. Yes. And nobody's going to believe nobody believes things (laughs) without results because we are all doubting Thomas's deep down inside. Okay. Yes. So I can say one thing mm -hmm. with everyone commenting on your post. Mm hmm. Even though they may not be doing it, deep down inside, God created all of us like something just very small inside of us that wants to see the good. Yes. You know, that's true. So they may not be doing it, but they miss it when they don't see it. And that's something good or something bright that lightens their day. Obviously, I hope so. So all of us have something, something inside of us that mm-hmm. loves the good, mm-hmm. even though a lot of times we can kind of gear towards the chaotic and sometimes the drama. Right. But I feel like with once we transition and we continue to show them like you're showing them with your podcast and mm-hmm. with your social media, mm-hmm. we can change so many people and it can ultimately change the world. That's why I always say you know, it only it can start with us, but twenty years, thirty years later down the road, motivate her, your yes. podcast, and yeah. what so many other ladies are doing mm-hmm. can just change how women look at themselves and treat each other. Well, I can tell you for a fact, my podcast, her real life, is a definite product of what you and motivate her started, and then what Mike and Grit Grinding Muscle is continuing to do. Because 
I have had this podcast, like literally I've had everything on paper. I've even had some interviews done from 2018, 19. And I just didn't have, I just didn't have the energy. I didn't have the mindset of that. I can do it and it would be, you know, successful because success is relative. So I had to remind myself that. And I, like I said, I'm not a good finisher. I'm a great beginner. I'm a great, like, I'll get you pumped up. I'll get you amped up to believe you can do anything. Cause I believe I can do anything, mm-hmm. but I wasn't always like, if I had any kind of adversity, I'd be like, mm, okay, this ain't gonna yep. work. So I'm gonna stop. Yep. So you guys um, helped me with motivate her to not only do, do things that I could not see myself doing that I didn't want to do that I refused to do by getting up at six or five I get up at 5 15 to get my mind right and then I'll get out of bed (laughs) then I get out of the bed about 5 45 yeah so that was a change for me and then this is something simple but like I was like I'm not gonna be a workout and then get my kids ready for school because I was so used to Doing something, having like 30 minutes, then getting them ready or doing whatever, because that's just how my days were going. And I've realized I can work out, get up, first of all, early, work out, get the kids going, give them time to do things on their own, because I was so used to doing it for them. So like I am making I'm helping them be more responsible because they're 12 and 13. They need to be. But I was babying them. And then that was making me be late for things because I was doing it all. So. This is a product of how you guys have not only conditioned my body, but my mind to know that I can change and go through with the things and goals that I've set before me with the help of friends, family, God, of course, first, but just your encouragement. And then you not only do the workouts, but you add in the Bible studies and we get to talk on text messages and encourage each other. And we can like be honest and say, I'm saved, but I can be about it and not (laughs) and people not think, oh, my gosh, she ain't real. Like it is so refreshing. And I just want to say thank you for, like I said, your willingness to allow Mike to help other people because you could be stingy and be like, no, no, this is what we doing. I'm not doing all that. And then your your love and your heart for people. So thank you for all of that for women. This is going to blow up because this is only the beginning. And you're going to see other products of all the things that you guys and all the the seeds that you've sown, because I tell people this, you can't be mad at the harvest that you plant. If your harvest is not good or you don't have a lot of it, it's got to be because your seeds either weren't good or you didn't put enough in the ground. So you guys have been putting things in the ground. You've been you've gone through some uh, barren seasons, but you've also Mm -hmm. been been planting. So remember that. Be encouraged by that. Know that God loves you. He has favor on your life. Know that there are people that are rooting for you, even when it seems like nothing's happening. Don't ever think that you're by yourself. And I told Mike this. Keep going. Even when you get discouraged, you guys need to keep doing what you're doing because you're necessary. And we appreciate you. So oh, thank you so much yes, for saying that. Yes, don't oh give goodness. up. Like whatever happens, stay together because I know Mike prays because he says he does, which is wonderful. Yes. I know you pray. So that's yes. all it takes. You have faith, you've seen hard things happen, you've seen hard things turn into good things. Keep waiting on your harvest because it's gonna happen because you've have you have too many seeds in the ground for it not to. 
Well, thank you so much for saying that. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. I truly appreciate that. Yeah. And so this this is who we are. Like we have to encourage and love each other and and keep lifting each other so that on the days we feel a little low, we have a reminder, just like God reminded me about my daddy. Look, he said he's I've already given him what he asked for because he was faithful. So remember these conversations. And thankfully, my daddy was able to tell us and I was in the room to hear him say that. So remember the conversations you've had with people. Remember the conversations you've had with God. Remember the things he's promised you and don't forget them. Okay. And you know what? For you, Lynette, you were made for this. Oh, thank you. You were made for (laughs) this. I'm so serious. Just how comfortable you make people feel. I was so nervous at first because, like I said, I'm never in the forefront. I'm always behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I am a true supporter. I can help everyone else get to their dream and their destination. I got you. You tell me what you need. I will help get you there. Mm -hmm. But I've never been the one that's been out in the the open. So to be able to have this conversation with you is so asked me to do this a year ago. And I'm telling you, no, not happening. Even with the even with the Bible study. Yeah. If you would have had one of my best friends where she was on before, I don't know if you got to meet Christy. I don't she, think I the silly know. one. She was on before and she told me it was the first Bible study, the first Elijah, because you came on week two. Yes, yes, yes. And she said, Ariel, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you mm-hmm. because if someone would have asked you to do the Elijah Bible study a year ago, you would have basically ignored them yeah and it's true yeah it's so true because I never felt like what I had to say was good enough or you know it's not really that important yeah but but it is just and how just knowing how many women the women that we have even on the call because we get to intimately talk to each other Mm -hmm. just knowing how many women have similar situations that they've gone through yeah. the loss of the loss of a parent or mm-hmm. the loss of a spouse yeah or you know and how we just connect it's amazing what God can do when you allow him to do it yeah so for you to be able to do this Lynette and I know you said it's you know it's partly because of what we have done that is all God and him building you up and now you allowing yourself to release what God has already put in you. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you. Thank you. You are absolutely amazing. I I love your spirit, your energy. And I hope, oh, we do retreats too. I meant to say that. That's right. That's right. Let's talk about that real quick because you motivate her is during their first retreat this um yes. coming up soon right yes this friday okay so that's that's yes. may the 14th isn't it yes okay. yes may 14th through the 16th okay or and, 14th that friday saturday sunday okay so it's gonna be like the because if you listen to this later it'll be if, if it's if the friday's the 13th that's when it starts and then it's over that sunday so yes. it's that weekend. This is the first like annual. I'm gonna call it annual because y'all gonna have some more. So we, we have to do this every year. Yes, and it's just gonna be the ladies on um, Motivate Her that are all over the country and the world that are 
meeting up together. Yes. In Atlanta, in Georgia, Brazelton. Yes. Brazelton at Chateau Elan. Yep. Woo, woo. This will be our first one. We aren't doing any of the, we, we aren't having like any formal activities. Mm-hmm. We wanted to just get the ladies together so that they can do whatever they needed to just revitalize themselves. Whether yes. it's bike riding or going to the pool, having a glass of wine mm-hmm. or doing the wine tasting because Chateau Elan is known for their wine. So even just touring and learning about how they create their wine, yeah. getting massages, going to the sauna. It is just up to you to relax and rejuvenate in any way that will get you ready and able to go back and do what you need to do for your family. Yeah. Be your best self. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. So motivate her. If you, if you've listened to this part of the show, motivate her is not a one dimensional um, exercise group. Like it has so many facets and so many um, success stories and just uplifting moments and Ariel Jones, Mike Jones, the trainer, like you guys, you're top notch. So I just say thank you. And I appreciate you giving me your time today. And I, until next time, like this, yes. this is her real life. And I appreciate everybody listening. And we'll just talk, talk later. All right. Bye. All right.